Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets spent. This is episode 159, and tonight it's the first Halloween bonus episode of the most wonderful time of the year. So, we're going to be taking a look at Summer Camp, which is a movie from 2015, because really, what says Halloween more than going to summer camp. Well, actually, it's not too often this one, and I'll tell you why in a moment. Okay, so this is a mini episode, so we're not going to have a lot of bells and whistles this time. Uh, no promos for other shows. We're not going to do any voicemails or emails or anything like that. We're just going to have a little chat about this cool movie right after I play the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> America, there's no way we call this place a camp. Yeah, well, it's pretty common here. That it's cheaper for the parents to send their kids here than to London. It's not what I was expecting. Where are the cabins, canoes? I thought Spain was supposed to be warm. Stop listening. This little lady's as calm as can be. Aren't you, girl? Will, seriously, just get out of there, man. Trust me, there's no way. You okay? You look pale. Guys, come on, this isn't funny anymore. Calm down and tell me what's going on. So Summer Camp is the story of some unfortunate counselors who are working for the season 
at a foreign language camp in Spain, you know, where they teach English to Spanish children. So it's not really the summer camp I was expecting. You know, I'm expecting s'mores and campfires and panty raids and, you know, premarital sex and, you know, decapitations and stuff like that. Well, maybe I got a few of those things, but not all of those things. Because, first of all, this isn't even in a camp. Because apparently what you do in Spain, you don't camp in the woods. You camp in old abandoned manor houses. So the location for this, while not a summer camp, is incredibly cool, incredibly moody, and incredibly creepy. Gothic Amundo. So anyway, here we are in Spain, awaiting the arrival of the children, when all of a sudden this rage-inducing infection is breaking out among the staff. And there you go. So this one rose out of my Netflix queue. Lord knows how long it had been hiding in there. I think I might have bumped it up at some point because, you know, for a while there, everything I was getting was like dramas that I added 500 years ago. And I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I've seen it elsewhere. So this one, anyway, 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 anyway. It came up through the queue. And initially, I had to say I was disappointed because I wanted summer camp, summer camp. Like I said, my disappointment did not last long because this movie is quite Fantastic. I was very surprised. I said, how are you going to make a rage virus type situation work with such a small cast? They do. And I'll tell you why. They take an unconventional approach to this whole thing because we're not getting zombies here. It's not even like, well, it is similar to 28 Days Later, the whole virus part of it. If it is indeed a virus, I'm not saying. Because, sure, you get infected or exposed to this thing. You go crazy. You start barfing up black stuff. And you just want to kill anyone or anything that gets in your path. But, here's the thing. It wears off. So, bashing your co-worker's head in with the nearest sledgehammer may not be the best option to get you through this rather difficult period. And it adds a whole moral quandary to things as well because people come back and they're like, I did what to who? Oh, no. Despite this having a bit of a slow start, this is a very well-made movie. Once the action gets going, you'll be white-knuckling it to the very last frame. And it twists, and it turns, and just when I think I have the movie figured out, it will throw another bone at me, and not even in a sexy way, not a sexy bone, like a gross, yucky bone. Yuck. So I was constantly on edge watching Summer Camp. The other thing that threw me off in this movie is that apparently in Spain, wherever, uh, it's not even in the summer. They say at one point, well, you know, if it was the summer, it would be like this, but it's not at spring. So it's spring camp, but I guess that's not a marketable title. Okay, so everyone's in heavy coats. Whatever. I don't care because the action here is great. The cast is very, very 
talented. Even the girl, Christy, who's like the really annoying one, the one who brought high heels to work in the woods. You know, that one, you know, that girl that's always in these movies. Yeah, she's high maintenance and yet is fascinating. And I'm looking at this movie going, I don't know where this is going. And I have to say with horror movies this day, these days, that is a refreshing place to be. The other thing that I have to give them credit for this, this movie's brutal. Brutal as a rage virus type movie should be. However, they managed to do this with very minimal gore. I mean, there's blood and there's ooze and there's things that make you go yuck. But when I sat back and thought about it, there is no gut-wrenching, eye, you know, gut-ripping out, eye chewing on kind of stuff. It's all handled really quite tastefully. And the way it's shot, it makes you think that you saw more than you thought you saw. And there's a very nice bit of eye candy in this as well. One of the counselors, Will, his name is Will, and well, we don't know what to make of him. Well, the, well I mean, there's, there's so much interpersonal stuff with these counselors to start off with. It's not overwhelming, but y- y- they, they set up things that don't go anywhere, and that's okay. That's okay because at a certain point in this movie, all this interpersonal crap that you set up at the beginning doesn't matter anymore. Survival is the important thing. But what are we talking about? We're talking about Will. Will, who is played by, God damn it, I just lost his name. His name is Diego Bonita. Or possibly Bonetta. I don't know. You might know him from 90210. He's a regular on Scream Queens. Not this Scream Queens. The other Scream Queens. The one on Fox. That Scream Queens. He's on that. And he is very nice to look at. Despite the fact that they tried to make him nerdy by putting him in a pair of glasses, clearly he's like super duper hot. And the fact that the other two girls are all like, oh, we like the other counselor better. No, 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 no. So as a result, his shirtless scene, I was like, hey, mama, how you doing? How you doing, hot nerd? That's not really a hot nerd, fake Hollywood nerd, but that's okay. They do this to girls in movies all the time. We're going to put her in a hair and a ponytail and some overalls, and she'll be ugly now. No, 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 no. Very nice. And like I said, the cast is great. My only problem with the cast is, in fact, Diego Bonetta because he's got Titanic syndrome. When the action gets going, he feels the need to yell the character's name, whoever he's sharing the screen with at that time, about every five seconds. I think maybe he got paid extra, like maybe an extra $5 or, you know, pesos or whatever they have in Spain. I don't know what the, the that was terrible. It's not, I know it's not pesos. I don't know what they have in Spain. I guess it's euros now. Yeah, an extra five euros every time he said, Christy, 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 Christy. I think they said Christy more in this movie than they did in the movie named Christy. That's a lot of Christy. And when he was sharing the screen with Michelle, it was Michelle, 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 in case I forgot her name, which I haven't, because shut up, Diego. Put a cork in it. You can put a cork in me while you're at it. What? What? Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I said that. Summer camp really has got everything going on for it has got a 
Great cast. Okay, name dropping aside. Great cast. Great script. Fabulous location. Very good camera work. Prodigious, well-used special effects. Is prodigious the white word? It's probably not. But you know what? I committed to it, so I'm going to stick with prodigious. But, you know, that's not right. I know that's not right. But, you know, whatever, whatever. Now that I've called out my own error, I just feel stupid now, but not that stupid because, you know what? It's my show. Let's just keep talking about your mistake from five minutes ago. And the tension is ratcheted up almost immediately. And... I did like also added into all this is a language barrier thing when they do encounter people from outside the camp trying to warn them or get their help there is a language barrier while I did like it in theory in practice maybe it didn't make a lot of sense because you're foreign language counselors you're supposed to be teaching kids how to speak English and you don't have even fundamental Spanish like just basic Spanish, or one of the girls, Michelle, it's not her first time at the rodeo. Granted, she hasn't done it at this camp before. She did this in France. So she also knows how Europe works. So scenes where she's trying to call the police and is dialing 911, and of course it's not getting through, and she doesn't know what the number is. You've been in Europe for at least two summers, and you don't know that pretty much everywhere except in the United States, the number you call is 999. And while I appreciated the effort to have the language barrier there, the fact that you had people who should have been able to speak some Spanish, not being able to speak Spanish at all, that irked me. But you know what? It didn't irk me for long because it didn't give me time to stay angry because this would be one of the rare quiet moments when this kind of nonsense was going on. But there's quiet moments are few and far between because if you're going to summer camp to get away from it all and relax, you picked the wrong God damn one, kids. Summer camp. As far as I know, it's not streaming anywhere. This is worth a rental. I'm going to say this is worth a buy. And I think it's a great way to kick off the Halloween, Halloween, whatever I called it last year, stupid, whatever, marathon sessions of shows that I'm going to be doing. So go check it out. I recommend it. Now, I was planning on doing some coverage, as I've done in the past, of local New York City haunts and Long Island haunts. I've been hit with some financial crap thanks to my insurance company, which is continuing to refuse to pay for any medical services I've needed for the past year. And, you know, they've just, I'm in fights with them. And between that and Smoochie the Cat's vet, constant vet visits, it's been all of a sudden a very lean time. I still want to hear about your haunts. I was in such a hurry to get the last episode out to you after the problems that were, were incurred at the last minute with the Manuel Canary interview about American Gothic that I signed off without giving you information on how to contact the show. So I'm going to do that right now. If you have gone, to a great haunted attraction this Halloween season, or in the past, if you have a great story about a haunt or a scary thing that you did at Halloween, I want to hear about it, and I plan on dedicating a show entirely based on 
your calls or your emails or however you get in touch with me. And the way you do that is you pick up your phone, you stick out your finger, and you dial 917-720-2047. Or you get eight of your little fingers out like this, like straight out in front of you, and you put them over a keyboard on, on your computer tater. And you go crew at screamqueens.com. And, of course, that's queens with a Z. You can send me a message on Facebook through the Facebook page, which is, of course, Scream Queens Horror Podcast. Do a search on that. Find me there. Tweet me, at Scream Queens. Find me on Instagram, at no tiara for you. And we'll see how that all goes. And if you're really dying for me to cover a couple, at least one local attraction this Halloween season... Donations are readily accepted and are available by going to the webpage www.screamqueens.com and clicking on the donate button. I don't like to beg for cash, but I'm begging for cash right now. For you! For you! Yeah, I want to go myself, but I want to talk about it on the show, gosh darn it! That's why I do this thing and it irks me that this happened last year too. So let's not make it two years without any haunts. Please help the show. Please help me help you to find out the cool things going on in my area. I promise I won't abuse it. I'll abuse myself, but I won't abuse your donations. I think that's going to be it for this rather babbly first edition of the Halloween Marathon episodes. So until next time, which could be any day, because I'm going to be adding stuff. I'll be dropping shows as stuff presents itself to me. So if I see something cool or something awful, I'll be able to drop a show. I'll drop a, I'll just drop drop everything. I'll just drop whatever. So until I drop another show in this, I tell oh my God, I'm just, oh my God, how many words are coming out of my mouth? Oh my God, end the show, Patrick, for God's sake. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepier place, even doubly so in this joyous Halloween season. And remember the Scream Queen's rule, fight or flight, survive the night, make it through the final reel, and stay away from those clowns in the woods, kids. That's just not cool. It's not even sexy. It's just gross. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>